0: Welcome to Take Note. This is a podcast about paying attention and keeping a notebook, keeping a notebook and paying attention, sometimes saying the words in the opposite order. My name is Adam. I am here with my friend Ted, who is
1: there. How are you doing there, Ted? Hello, Adam. I'm good Uh, that you uncovered my, my motivational technique number 17. If you say things in a different order... I, I just do a dot 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 in the book. I do an ellipsis. Oh, and, I love uh, it. I let the reader. I let the reader figure it out.
0: Ted, so uh, presumably, in the previous week or so, you've written something in your notebook, and I think this would be a good time to talk about it. So I'm going to ask you, what do you got?
1: Right. Well, I'm kind of I'm uh, crossing over from notebook to notebook, so I'm finishing up my uh, Dapper Notes Playground Edition which is delightful. And uh, I've been writing in my uh, Field Notes Insubordinate Leap of Faith issue that uh, Aaron Draplin put together. This is the orange one with uh, a, uh, his shelves of LPs in the sort of screen print style design. Been enjoying that. Got to use a heavy pen on this uh, relatively dark orange uh, grid. He, that man does not care about dark lines. Tell you what, I feel like he just writes in Sharpie. He yeah. has no sensitivity for a, a light, a, a writing instrument with a light touch. Anyway. Okay, first, what do you got? Uh, got to spend a lot of time with my uh, aunt and uncle in San Francisco. The light. And my cousin as well, her husband, and their four year old child. And uh, I was talking to my uncle Mark about the, the good old days, and he was. He was describing how uh, the vice principals in his school used to paddle the children, the they maybe they were uh, maybe it was middle school or something, but uh, they would paddle the, the kids for gambling on quarters. And he said he said, I'll tell you, man, a quarter was a quarter in sixty four.
0: Quarter was a quarter in sixty four. Well, you got your next tattoo, buddy.
1: <laughs> what do you got out of? All
0: right. I've got i get got this one I was uh, there's a kid walking out of the elementary school as I'm walking in and uh, he looks up to his mother and he says I thought I was advanced
1: <laughs> oh god <laughs> I love that you're amazing
0: it. What do you got, Ted?
1: All right, uh, it's another short one. I was in the airport on the way back. Saw a guy, you know, out in California. You see some some well-appointed folks, some older folks who're cool-looking. I saw one of those guys. He you know, had some Vans on and nice-fitting jeans and everything. And thinking, man, that's a cool California guy. And uh, so, waiting for the flight, went and sat down, and I happened to sit down. Uh, near this guy and he was talking to someone on the telephone and he said i am so tired i've got sleeping pills in my pocket <laughs> enjoyed that
0: i'm mm-hmm. so the... tired i've got sleeping pills in my pocket
1: and you know when someone says that and you're just, you just immediately think like which pocket are they just floating free are they in a Pill bottle that you're just gonna bust out at some point. When are you gonna? When are you gonna take these? Are you gonna be sitting next to me, and just will pop we them ever and go get you off the plane? Yeah, will we carry you off the plane?
0: He's so tired he doesn't realize he doesn't need the pills.
1: Yeah, the job done.
0: Huh. Well, Ted, uh, I was gonna have an extra. What do you got? But I don't, and the reason for that is that my archive is all. Not, just not organized well and I can't find my notebooks from the end of 2020 uh, when I was reading Inside Man by Martin Amos, who, uh, who just wow. passed away and my, my experience with Martin Amos is reading that autobiographical novel and maybe 20 years ago knowing almost nothing about him and reading his memoir experience which was so damn good um, hmm. I wonder if it stands up to the test of time. I wrote I read one of his short novels, but I never read any of his really famous novels. Uh, he passed away, and the author Jeff Dyer had one of the first um, kind of appraisals that I saw of him and uh, of Amos that was published. And he talked about how Amos really came came alive in his nonfiction, and that as amazing as his fiction was, it was like a it was like a high energy act that it was just impossible to constantly pull off. So they all, it always sagged a little bit. So I felt like Mm. I read Amos the right way. And I grabbed visiting Mrs. Nabokov off the shelf yesterday, which is really short journal journalism pieces that he did early in his career. And I read a few of them last night and they are amazing. His, uh, it it opens up with a short profile of Graham green, which um, just, it's a, it's an appraisal of Graham Greene that really, if you ever had that Graham Greene bug when you were young, it like really makes sense, oh, yeah. and it talks about why and how Graham Greene is the, like, how why the you why young readers or like yeah. you know people in their late teens or early twenties are like attracted to him
1: yeah yeah,
0: but anyway uh, my archives well, all screwed you, up I
1: mean I know I know you feel a little uncomfortable with it but do you think you feel like you're like cheating or something by not reading his like famous stuff
0: not really i mean maybe i will at some point you know um i think it's an it's an interesting
1: question you could apply it probably to a lot of famous writers
0: i mean it's probably because i read that memoir right i started with that memoir which was about him and his dad and just about and there's also something about finding out that he had a sister that he didn't know about for a long time, I think, or maybe a daughter. Which, hmm. It's been more than 20 years. But uh, I think it's because of that. Like <laughs> Since that was my entry to him, um, yeah. I jumped past all those novels for some reason.
1: Yeah, I think I read one Paul Auster book and then immediately read his pretty thick memoir, which is not very Paul Auster-like. And I, that threw me off the... I was like, eh, my relationship to this writer has gotten wonky. I'm yeah. moving on. Both Brooklyn guys, both those Brooklyn guys, I think. I mean, mm. uh,
0: that might not be right, actually, right? Martin Amos may not have moved to Brooklyn, but he, he was a New Yorker after, once he left England. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I never read any of them. I read uh, his father's book, Lucky Jim, which I loved, and spent a little bit of time trying to understand the family connection, but didn't get very far him and gordon lightfoot in the same two months
0: i mean this is not fair because you're just we've been texting about gordon lightfoot and you're like just
1: setting me up to laugh at I laugh do. at
0: the dead which you know don't don't edit it out you know i'm hey, not above it when i
1: go man i hope you i hope you lump me in with uh engelbert humperdinck i'll <laughs> i'll take it there's keep a, me in the conversation we're
0: just we're there's a lot of people dying lately and some of them you've never heard of really until they died. <laughs> you've never reckoned with them at all until yep. they died. Like Amos, okay, I've read three books, great, fantastic. Can yeah. I find the notebook where I wrote down some quote I'd like to? <laughs> I cannot. Same with Gordon Lightfoot, right? I end up. The archive is so screwed up that I end up with, with the same thing with Gordon Lightfoot as Martin Amos, even though one I spent a little, little mental time on.
1: Now I'm gonna I'm gonna prod you a little bit because you're behaving in a manner that suggests that your archive exists solely for the purpose of looking up people once they pass away. <laughs> no, I just, that can't possibly be true. No, it's not. I don't think you've optimized for that purpose, and yet your expectations are quite high. I
0: just thought I could find the late 2020 books. I thought I'd cross-reference Goodreads with uh, okay. with uh, sure. the late 2020 books. Couldn't discovered discovered that for some period in the 2020s and 2021s i uh <laughs> i stopped writing the list of books on the last page of my notebook which i as readers of the blog will know it's what i always do on my notebooks it's what i'm known for uh it's very upsetting <laughs> to me this happened just before we recorded who might even record a stationary podcast maybe you have some more legitimate stationary topics for us to discuss
1: well, I. I went on some stationary adventures on my trip to San Francisco to the best of my ability. Thank goodness. Weaving it in between, you know, a conference here, lots of family time there. Um, Maybe I'll run down a few of the highlights. So first thing I did was uh, found the Kino Kuniya store, which is in uh, Japantown, which I think is really called that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't believe I've, I. hope so buddy I don't believe I've heard that usage before but I think it's true I think I read it on a sign I didn't even, like make that up Great. Uh, if I go back I'm going to stay there because it's an awesome neighborhood <laughs> but I was uh, a, there's a Kino Kunia in a sort of a funky little shopping center that had like an armed guard at the front of it which I don't know tells you a little something about the dynamic but uh, uh like, manga theft is
0: rampant, Ted. <laughs>
1: uh, but so it took a little doing to find it. I kind of went around the wrong way and couldn't open a door. and Then had to go to the in you know to the interior um, shopping mall of this. Place. Were you
0: in a Haruki Murakami novel?
1: It felt slightly like it for a few minutes um, until I finally got on the right track. Now I don't know if I caught every corner of this kino Cunia, but i did not find like a pen section or like a real true notebook section i don't know if it's just heavy on the bookstore company they were to- a gajillion books and magazines and all the rest and it was fun to browse around but i mean and maybe i just missed it maybe i just didn't get to the right corner of it but i actually kind of whiffed on the um, stationary the kino Cunia. i did uh Pick up a Japanese magazine concerned mostly with limited edition Nike sneakers for my eight-year-old son. Nice. Um, That's really some, cool. A cat holding a croissant, little statue for my daughter. and um, So I grabbed a few things, enjoyed myself, got some stickers, looked around a lot. Uh, but was a little let down about the stationery. Again, I, I suppose I didn't cover every square foot of the two-story store it was it was a cool store um but i had to had to make my way um let's see then another day i was having coffee in the morning and i looked across the street and what did i see a Lamy flagship store on down on market street downtown like pretty you know pretty fancy address i would say not far from the sf moma and uh i thought to myself well i need to go there so the next day i went there and it was interesting so first i tried to open the door had to (laughs) ring the doorbell (laughs) had to ring the doorbell uh and was welcomed very cordially and kindly into possibly the smallest store i've ever been in it was very small and there were two delightful staff members who were just ready to talk lamy pens far far more than I was ready to talk lamy pens, but I I gathered myself and. Um, Did you get at a it. lamy tipo? I think I already have one of those actually. Oh, okay. They're great. Do you have one? Yeah, I think I'm
0: holding one. If I got the name right, that's the one with that's the click pen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The, one of the greatest click mechanisms I've ever used. Yep. So I was pretty, you know, felt pretty baller being like, oh, I've got one of those already. Um, Did you buy buy a pen or no? I did buy a pen. Just, you know, fair warning, if you're in San Francisco and you're going to the Lamy flagship store, equip yourself with some questions like, um, oh, what's the history of the company? Or uh, or, uh, do they make that clip in any other shapes? Or just have something ready because you're going to be you're going to be chatting you're going to be in proximity did you have and nothing? Again, is that were, what
0: you were saying? you brought
1: nothing? I didn't have much was there any kind of pen you're looking for? Um, you know uh, yeah like maybe one of these over here <laughs> that was about that was about all I could stir up did you, did you tell um, them that I, you
0: are a co-host of the third or fourth that. most popular stationary podcast? I can't do that
1: I'm I'm physically Me, psychologically oh, yeah. genetically incapable of uh, of saying that to anybody Yeah. Um, So I ended up. uh, I have a. I have a Safari, a red one that I enjoy. I've got the Tipo. You say you have a red Ferrari. Yeah, red Ferrari. Uh, That's where I keep my red Safaris and red Ferrari. I see. Um, Yeah. Uh, So I went with a uh, an All Star for a little, you know, a little heftier. Because I've always felt the Safaris extremely lightweight. Nobody ever really talks about that, but they're very light. So the All-Stars got a little, more, a little more heft, not a ton. But it's, uh, it's in this kind of um, dark uh, teal color, which, and this is when the presence of my, my very kind staff members really kicked in. She said, you know, that's a limited edition. <laughs> Boom, hook, line, and sinker. Grabbed that sucker. Paid the four additional dollars for its limited edition status, which I was (laughs) completely unaware of uh, 30 seconds prior. And got a couple refills and got myself a nice uh, Lamy pen from the flagship store out in San Francisco, California.
0: if I ask you a question, do you promise to answer it honestly? Okay, yes, I do. If that store was larger, would you have bought a pen? Yeah if the proximity yes. issues were different yes. you would have okay
1: no i would yeah. have uh, well it's certainly okay you're <laughs> on to something there's no question about that but i think i i really think that i've had the the safari for a long time and i the lightweightness has always been something i've thought about so i think i really would have been you know too too intrigued with a little bit more heaviness to to avoid it but what i also did i haven't I have a uh, Safari. The Safari is a fountain pen. I got a rollerball, which is not something I... It's not... I'm not usually like a... Not something nice you wanted. Rollerball. But you bought the wrong thing. A, it's, it's not something I wanted. Okay. Um, but it's something I... No. I I, I don't usually go for the rollerball, <laughs> but I didn't really want another Lamy fountain pen. Yeah. Um. So did I feel uh, pressured? Yes. Was I did I have to alleviate that pressure through commerce? Yes. Am I happy with the pen? Yes, I am. I really like it. It's yeah. well. It's a limited edition. First, yeah, of all. I've heard. Um, no, it's a nice pen. And again, I would I would recommend. It was a really nice store, and they were incredibly nice. Just just gear up a little bit. Equip yourself. There was a moleskin store next door. Skip that. It was yeah. also very small. And right. I, I couldn't couldn't bring myself to make additional conversation about a notebook brand that i don't even like so i i just skipped that one which felt a bit uh yeah a bit uh you know i felt adam-esque in my uh letting down our our listeners but uh yeah couldn't get into couldn't go to the moleskin store
0: because what are you gonna say i prefer field notes or dapper notes or (laughs) yeah Yeah, nice i gave up on you guys (laughs) yeah
1: nice store, no thanks You're all very nice. They probably, knowing them, them, they probably had some cool uh, displays or something. Oh, yeah. And I actually do own moleskins right now, but I've found them all at the thrift store, which is, I guess that would be a good topic of conversation. People people give away your products uh, unused all the time. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So the final sort of adventure destination uh, was City Lights Bookstore, which... uh, you know, many probably know, some might not know, uh, is a, uh, the beach generation goes back, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, the owner, and, uh, now that I'm, now that I think of it, I've got another, you know, what you could categorize as a what do you got, um, this was typed furiously on my phone as I, uh, shopped at the City Lights bookstore, which is, you know, there's an aura about the place, it's, uh, one imagines something of a pilgrimage for many people so that's that's kind of the backstory but uh i'm gonna just read this really quick okay so i'm sitting there shopping and uh and a woman i was nearish to the front where there was a a delightful helpful employee working a woman comes in fairly conventional looking says oh where's the nearest public restroom Oh, you know, employees said, oh, it's up the street. We don't have one. Sorry. Maybe try the cafe. Uh, I just drove from Austin to come here. I was one of the people who supported you during the pandemic. Thank you. That's amazing. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. Well, welcome to the store. Can you tell the owner I said that? Uh, Said what? That story I just told you. For, like, for sentimental purposes. Can you give me the, the email address of the owner? Uh, the owner died three years ago. Yeah, I meant the people that replaced the owner. I know the owner died three years ago. I'll just email the owner. Can you give me their email? At that point, I, I faded out. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> and then again, I was near near the register doing whatever. And she returns and says to them, do you have a poetry section? He said, oh, yeah, it's uh, you know, up the stairs. Go you know, go to the right. and she said, I'll just get this. <laughs> and scene didn't even go to the poetry section didn't go to the bathroom either let's hope not yeah. let's hope not uh, it was really something according to her she drove 14 straight hours from Austin to get there amazing manufacturing I just, I mean, I re- sentiment I really just thought this is what you get for working in like a you know like a a pilgrimage site right people get to know you know the mirror of these places and they they see their own reflection in them they're
0: like everybody's a little too excited to be
1: there but like too excited and which it's know, good to be so excited was it was that... also it was also just a really nice bookstore and they were the uh the uh one of the employees was talking to another one kind of up on the second level but you could hear every word crystal clear but he was like articulate and funny and he was describing his trip to new orleans and you know the the charms of the city and some of the history and uh, the swamp tour that he went on with the alligators and the the whole bit so that was that was
0: delightful can i ask you a question about the store sure was the door difficult to open or did you have trouble finding it in any way like
1: the other two places no nope in no way shape or form they let me right on in which maybe was their mistake (laughs) Well it's like Judge, the rule of thirds, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, based on what I witnessed. <laughs> she might have she might have, you know, yanked on the door and then decided that it was closed and moved on her way or something. But hey, joke's on them. No, it was uh, incredibly welcoming, beautiful space. Amazing uh, roster of I mean I didn't I don't not that I knew the books per se, but City Lights Publishing has like many many titles i didn't realize it was that substantial well i read uh two books on this trip as well which is one of my i love a work trip i get a lot of reading done but i read uh the real work ironically by adam (laughs) gopnik (laughs) and uh the death of ivan ilyich by leo tolstoy you should uh uh, you should see tolstoy in tar
0: have you seen tar
1: Tolstoy's in Tar?
0: Oh, Gopnik. Sorry, mixed him up. Gopnik's in Tar. <laughs> plays, plays himself. <laughs> plays himself.
1: Tolstoy plays himself. Have you not seen Tar? No. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I looked for it, but it was not on any of the streaming services for free anymore. Banshees of
0: Inner Sheeran. You see that one? I saw that one. I, I okay. feel like we've talked about it. Okay. That's it's, the one
1: I feel like I've talked about with everybody. Those point. are the,
0: the two best movies last year. Anyway,
1: go on. You read a
0: couple sure. books. I apologize. No, they were saying uh, when you said the Gopnik.
1: Got, the Gopnik was was just Primo Gopnik. If you're if you're a Gopnikian, then he delivered exactly what you would expect from himself. Is it fair to say the Tolstoy was, was Primo Tolstoy? I think it was Primo Tolstoy. <laughs> man, it felt pretty Primo. <laughs> um, I think that, and I need to confirm. I need our fact checkers to confirm. But uh, number one fan of the show and occasional co-host Ryan Sly is in fact reading anna karenina by leo tolstoy so i thought wow i'll read that too or i'll read the much shorter uh, tolstoy (laughs) book that i'm sitting right on top of anna karenina so he he indirectly inspired the choice but boy boy oh boy the guy can write adam this guy tolstoy he's onto something Uh
0: yeah i've heard i think good stuff if you're looking for the even even shorter one you can read uh the, in that Saunders book A Swimming Upon in the Rain the Tolstoy story a master and a man the master of the man yeah I should have left it up um <laughs> master and man uh that's a real good one that's Primo Tolstoy and if um if you need a shorter one than that I can't help you that one's yeah that's a real good one too
1: how short would be we short and well like how short could we go did he write a, a did letter did he do to sketches nephew sketches <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, no, it was uh, it was kind of delightful to uh to read a couple of naval gazing um naval gazing books from different eras. And then I returned home to uh to begin uh book 3 of the uh the Napolitano series from Elena Ferrante. It's time. Summer's here. It's time for my annual reading of of uh, the next book in this in the Ferrante series. So I'm I'm currently getting geared up to dive into that world so lots of lit literature so maybe my, for episode uh,
0: episode 250 maybe a little less we do uh we talk about the fourth book in the ferrante series next summer i'll reread it because go. if, if yeah. we were to try to do that um i would i'd probably accidentally say something from book four
1: you know yeah if oh, we, we try to talk about book three yeah, nothing like jumping back into that world, uh, cold. Although that intro section that they have with all the characters is invaluable. It's, it, uh, it's like you're not going to know what's going on here. Just read this. Don't go to Wikipedia. So let me
0: let me ask you a question about these books you're reading. Did you? And this is a question I should know the answer to before I ask because if the answer is no, then we're going to have to figure out what to do with the conversation. But
1: did you sure.
0: find yourself writing anything down in your notebook or in the book? Oh, I did.
1: I did uh I, I so i you know i made this weird decision with gottnick book it's a hard cover um i just didn't feel like scratching it up i want I, I knew i would read it quickly and so i just didn't take any notes in the book itself which i know goes uh in contrast to everything we've been talking about but i did write down a few things yes uh let's see here's a direct quote being talented is also obviously a composite gift uh, it arrives each time in a unique formula of many parts, some obvious, some more mysterious so it's about mastery it 's the idea of like learning how to do something and and really what it means to learn how to do something and he kind of he kind of l- sort of learns how to do several things like pretty well you know um so it's it's not like the most you know he doesn't take you on a not an 800 page book but the other thing he said is sounds like a goofy book it was just it was nice it was sort of light and with some deep insights here and there um he said quote that's how
0: i like my deep insights here there
1: you know quote mastery is available and in need of work and it was this uh, need of work meaning available for hire he's got this kind of funny idea or, or you know interesting idea that like Um, you know we have this idea that the masters like the great masters are untouchable and uh, you know there's Tolstoy and then nobody else he's the only master but in reality um, you know when you when you dig into something if it's a skill you want to learn or if it's a service you need or in the case of the book uh, a really good chess player to hide in the automaton in like the 1850s and convince (laughs) people that it's actually playing (laughs) chess he's like his thesis is like there's ten really good chess players, like at the coffee shop downtown in the city that you live in, and they're like, they're not a you know going to be the greatest in all the, all the world, but they're like really good chess players. So go get one of those guys or gals and stick them inside your automaton. You sold me. Uh, that was great. I mean, that's 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 Primo Gopnik right there. Primo like Gopnik. <laughs> you know, he just takes something and he uh, he synthesizes it in a really fantastic way. Uh, so i recommend it you know if you're not if you're not a gopnik guy or a gopnik gal then i i can't help you but i i through and through am a, a gopnikian you, you uh, keep he saying this will be my last okay this will be my last one uh seven is always the number of mysteries he said and then he said our mind can hold seven things what? and finally oh. he's He said, we want the elegant, immediate solution, even when the cynical and ugly and incremental one is right. That was a big theme of the book, is that mastery is a matter of increments. Everything broken down into component parts that are really just a kind of simple sequence, and then you build and build and build over time. Good stuff.
0: Uh, stuff. This is like a roller coaster ride, because you'll say one thing, and I think it's the stupidest thing I've heard in the world. Uh, you know, no offense to you, offense to Gopnik. And then you say, then the next quote, it sounds like I've got to read this book.
1: I wish we could talk about it, but I've you've, One of my seven just got bumped off and replaced by another <laughs> yeah, one, so I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's do this again next week, Adam. What do you say? Sounds great, Ted.
0: Let's do it right. in a very small <laughs> room, where we're in close proximity <laughs> to one another, and where I can uh, like. like convince you to buy something you don't really need
1: well my I can assure you that my back will be turned towards you half the time in order to uh, look at the merchandise even while you're trying to talk to me so sounds ideal look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out on the internet at takenote.space you can find all kinds of links to our newsletter there it's good times to uh, our patreon if you want to support the show we'd really appreciate it uh, some blog content you can dig into there, old episodes, the whole bit. Uh, and you can, you can email us, too. Send us an email at uh, take note central at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And in the meantime, please do take care.